0: Wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big QA. and a This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, it's Pastor Will here, Pastor of the Paravista and the Gawler Adventist Churches in South Australia. We want to thank you for joining our live show today. And in the studio with me today is none other than Pastor Brendan. In Wilkinson, good to have you in the studio today, Pastor Brendan. Nice to be here. Lovely. Well, it's a really warm day here in South Australia. Very, I think we're 41? hitting one, yeah, over forty. So, mm. so um, it's really, really warm. And I, I was just was just saying before we jumped on on air that um, we're not really really liking the warm weather. If we could put it mildly, not this hot. <laughs> Maybe we should give our listeners a cordial welcome. Yeah. So. um well, we hope it's a bit cooler where you are yes. uh, tuning in from, but if you're in the Adelaide region, uh, you know exactly what we are talking about. So, uh, hey, welcome to our uh, show. We hope you can uh, listen in for the next hour or so as we uh, uh, talk about faith and talk about Christianity and uh, as we always do, we have a book offer. So, our brand new theme that we're going to be kicking off today is, is faith more than a crutch for the week? Is Faith More Than a Crutch for the Week? And so some of the questions that our team will be looking at is, what is faith? What does it mean to walk by faith? Does faith exclude reason? How did faith function in the ministry of Christ? And how does faith change our contemporary lives? So I hope that you enjoy our show today as we uh, unpack uh, this topic about faith and is it more than a crutch? And so um, looking forward to our time together, Pastor Brennan. Absolutely, um, but uh, the question that you and I will be looking at is: um, uh, What is faith, and what does it mean to walk by faith? Yes,
1: that's today's
0: topic. Yeah, so um, looking forward to our time together. And so, hey, please tune in as we um, yeah seek to unpack this. this topic and we hope that you have a uh, wonderful time with us. So, hey, before we kick off our conversation, we always start our program with a World Watch segment. And so today, Pastor Brennan, the World Watch segment that we're going to be looking at is an is an article from- uh, a very from, interesting one. Yeah, mm. very interesting one. And Absolutely. it's from um, it's from 9news.com.au, but um, they've taken the article from CNN. And so the article um, is entitled, um, Modi Modi Hales... So Modi, which is the Prime Minister of India He hails a new divine India As he inaugurates Hindu, Hindu temple Ahead of yes. nationwide yes. elections And so I won't read the whole thing word for word As I typically do But I might just read a couple of lines in Well, let's just have a conversation about it Sure And so the opening lines of the article is this Millions turned in across India And this article was articles posted just a week a week and a half ago So millions turned in across India to watch the opening of a vast Hindu temple in a ceremony considered to be the crowning moment for Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Hindu nationalist ambitions, months before he seeks to win a rare third term in elections, the inauguration of the Ram. Now I hope they get this right. The Ram Janmabhoomi Mandir. I hope they got that right. A
1: temple devoted to don't, Lord don't Ram. Look at me. I can't tell you whether you got it right or not. If any of our Indian friends are on. Yeah, I apologise. us. I apologise.
0: So, the inauguration of the Ram, I'll call it, a temple devoted to Lord Ram. Yes. In northern India's Ayodhya is more than, sorry, may have butchered that name too, but it's more than 30 years in the making and is expected to give a major boost to Modi's election campaign. Now, I want to get to the part where he kind of, and this is where I want to come from in the article, because yes, he kind thanks. of really, really sees that this temple, this... um this uh, shrine, if you will, devoted to Lord Ram is it's really... A, it's
1: a pity uh, we're on radio. It's a pity that people can't actually see it because it's quite an impressive Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The number of levels and everything on it, it uh, reminds you of some of the stuff that you see in the Bible, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyway. So what I'll you do, Pastor Brandon, I'll just yeah. share
0: probably two quotes from it, which sure. kind of <clears throat> to just share with our listeners how the significance of, of what this temple means, uh, not only to Modi but I guess to millions of uh, Hindu Nationalists over there in India Uh, One quote is saying um, Today our Lord Ram has come After centuries of waiting Our Ram has arrived After centuries of unprecedented Patience, countless sacrifices Renunciations and penances Our Lord Ram has arrived And that's what Modi he said in a speech To a 7,000 strong crowd That included movie stars, top cricket players And tycoons from the newly constructed Temple be decked with colourful flowers. So, Pastor Brennan, there's another quote a little later, but that's essentially the gist of the article. Here is the Prime Minister of India seeking a third-term election, and he, he basically um, inaugurates this yes. mammoth of a, uh, you know, this shrine,
1: this idol, mm. this huge... Uh, it, it is enormous. I've seen the picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to share another insight into the article which i thought was quite interesting Just a quick one before you go on yeah go ahead a cynic in me says this is happening near election time is there something yeah. about this to uh shall we say facilitate his re-election for a third term look we have indian friends across the road who live across from where we are in highbury in south australia right and they think mahendra modi is really really good so, I'm not into politics and, um, I stay right out of that yeah. particular sphere. But when you see things like this, big events just before an election, whether it's there or whether it's in Australia or whether it's in New Zealand, you start to go, hello, what's going on here? Yeah. Must be an election coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, maybe there is some of that in it. Anyway, yeah. continue on. I'm, I'm just giving you a little bit of. No, that's perspective.
0: all good. Um, let me just read one more quote and it's more from, um, one of these, um, you know, someone that is obviously um, behind this um, erection of this new, yeah. you know, twenty-two years, wasn't yep. it? Took him to yeah, bring. twenty-two years.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, so here's a quote uh, from Modi as well. He says, "From today, from this sacred time, we have to lay the foundation for the next one thousand years by moving ahead of building the temple. Now we, now we all take the oath of building a national, capable, successful, beautiful, and." Divine India, and that's I guess right. the, the title of the yes, article. The Divine India. So, yes. look, there's a bit more, but um, one of the controversies in the article was apparently where the building is actually being erected. Um, centuries ago, there was the site it of the, the temple, it was actually a mosque, the, yeah. the Babri yeah. Masjid, yes. a 16th century mosque built during the Mughal Empire, Mughal, yes. I think. Yes that ruled India from, you know, 1526 to 1858. So, look, the gist of the article is saying, hey, it's great that the nationals are yes. kind of celebrating and they're celebrating,
1: actually went to the courts. Was it, wasn't there a spot in there, though, when they said this is the major step towards recognising India as a Hindu country? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that part is particularly relevant because this can lead on to other things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um So there's obviously, obviously there's... um for all the Muslims who are living there in uh, India, this is seen as uh, almost like another blow to their, I guess, their freedoms of worship. And um, and here is this nationalistic movement that's kind of spearheaded by this um, Modi to really, I guess, unify uh, the Hindus um, in, in India. So I was reading the article, Pastor Brennan, and I could see not only there's a political Obviously, all well, well, these um, political, but there's a almost like, like there's like a religious uh, underpinning. Oh, absolutely. there is almost like yes. it's the Hindus yes. versus the the Muslims, and um, that kind of came across to me as I was reading it. Yeah. You know, I guess why I wanted to raise this, Pastor Brandon, um, when I was thinking about. How it relates, I guess, to biblical concepts of worship and deity. You know, I was reminded of the story in the book of Daniel where you know we read about King Nebuchadnezzar. Yes, yes. how he kind of built that you know colossal. Two, yeah, Daniel chapter two and chapter three. And so it's 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 as Ecclesiastes says, "There's nothing new under the sun." Yes, and so there is always a sense in which mankind has been attributing their success or their future success to these particular deities. Yeah. And we see it very,
1: very strong in the Hindu religion. Um, one of the things that bothers me personally, and I'm certainly not in any way prejudiced against other, against other religions, is this. I would say, depending on how hard this nationalistic stroke religious agenda is pushed, and I suspect it's going to be fairly hard, it almost inevitably, if you study history, will, leads to persecution of minorities. Muslims constitute a minority, and then you've got Christians. What about those of us who are Christians who live in India? One of the fastest-growing religions in India, believe it or not, is Christianity.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: It's one of the fastest-growing religions. Now, what effect is having nationalistic fervour tied with religious fervour going to have. I believe when um, they first started work on this area, for memory, there was a lot of fighting and 2,000 people lost their lives. That doesn't bode well for the future. If I can jump from there in our discussion time today to America, we have an election coming up in America later this year, as you know. Now, who will win that? Well, we'll have to wait and see, but certainly there's a lot of pointers Suggesting that Donald Trump could, in fact, be successful. Now, in 2016, when Donald Trump became president, 81% of white evangelicals voted for him. In 2020, wow. 85% voted for him and 65% of Catholics voted for him. So you had the evangelical Protestants and the Catholic uh, folk voting for him in both those elections. And here's a disturbing statistic. 61% of these people, including some of their leaders, believe that Donald Trump was, I was going to use the word trumped, <laughs> in the 2020 yeah, yeah. election. Right. Uh, they believe that he, he did win the election and that uh, uh, it was fabricated so that he wasn't re-elected as president. Now, these people have a grievance. You come to the 2024 and here you are facing another election, and um, he's certainly got momentum on his side. If he were to become President of the United States again, you have a scenario where some of his key supporters have said we're going to clean out the public service and fill it with Trump supporters, and there's a whole heap of things they're going to do, but when you read the term MAGA, and many of our listeners will Recognize when they hear Donald Trump and the word maggot together, it means make America great again. You actually need to rephrase that to mean make America Christian again. Okay. They believe that America is a Christian country, although if you study the Constitution of America, the people who were primarily responsible for the Constitution were either deists or universalists. They weren't Christians. And right. they believe in freedom of religion, the separation of church and state, okay. which was a very, very smart move. But these people, they believe that to make America Christian again, it has to follow their agenda. So watch this space, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's some interesting times yeah. coming up. So
0: just uh, for our World Watch, just to uh, be interesting what's happening over in that part of the world in India with um, the political and religious tension. And I yes. think that's obviously what's happening in the Middle East What's happening in, you know, in all across the world There's all uh, various um, persecution, uh, oh. political infighting It's just the signs of the times as as we see in the gospel So, so you know, w- w- I guess bring it more on a practical level And then we'll go to our book offer, Pastor Ben I was just thinking this concept of meaning uh, The concept of, okay, here is a, a group of, you know Here is a, a Hindu faith that ascribes its success and its Prosperity to to Lord the Lord Ram, Ram. Mm-hmm. and I guess for every person we have to ask ourselves: Where do we find our meaning and our trust? And obviously, in the yes. Christian faith, okay. we base our faith and trust in, on Jesus. In, in we Jesus faith our, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so I hope you enjoyed our um, yeah, just sharing a little bit of what's going on in India, and uh, we're just thankful, um, you know, that we see not as aggressive of religious, I guess, nationalism here in Australia, although there are some I've seen some various um you know news articles of almost like a an increase in nationalism. I remember there was in a current affair kind of um there was a a piece there done by these almost like these neo Nazis, Pastor Brennan. There's all group actually actually it happened quite recently. Um they on Australia Day they about fifty young men or I don't know the exact number but they I think they boarded the train and they'll headed into into the city. And I think the cops intercepted yeah, them a few stations them. out from the from the main city, and you know got arrested and all that. So yeah, so there's so there's definitely this political religious climate that's increasing all across the globe, and tensions are high, and and um, you know it almost comes to the place where whoever's got. The bigger guns, the bigger money, the big yes, influences, yeah, they're, they're the they're ones the that's going to rule.
1: You forgot a key point. Yeah, go ahead. What you were saying, and you talked to me about this off air. Yeah. And that was the fact that for 500 years, Lord Ram had not had a temple to be. Yes, He'd been in a tent or something like that. Yeah. It, it's eerily reminiscent to a degree of the true God who dwelt in a tent called a tabernacle in Exodus 25, verse 8, let them make me a tabernacle that I may dwell among them. Then Solomon built him a temple. But then we come to the New Testament where Stephen says very clearly, God doesn't dwell in temples. (laughs) He dwells in heaven and we worship him in heaven. So this is interesting here. These dear people are confining their belief system to a place where they can go with the temple with an idol in it yeah. and this is, the, this is the thing that is going to take them forward for the next thousand years. Yeah. As Christians, we believe that the thousand years will be in heaven with Jesus because he will have come to claim his his, his yeah. own and that's the message I believe we have to get across to these dear people that there is hope. You don't have to go to a place called Jaipur and go to a temple. You can pray yeah. to Jesus Christ who died on the cross for yes. your sins and who is coming to take you to heaven with yeah. him if you believe in him. I, I think that's the message that we, yeah. as a Faith FM team, need to get across.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for kind of su- summarizing that end part there and relating to our Christian faith. Um, so please. Um, Please uh, just ch- keep tuning in. We're going to go to a break in just a few moments. But before we do that, we're going to promote our book offer as we always do here on Drive One Time. Today. So, um, perhaps the book of all books we're offering mm. today and for the rest of our week with our Drive Time team. We are offering you, our valued listeners today on Drive Time BQA, a free book offer which is none other than the Holy Bible. We want to give you the opportunity to receive a free gift Bible from us to you. It's a New King James Version gift Bible, and they have some awesome study helps in the back of the Bible, and uh, you will learn so much. Hey, perhaps you may even have a Bible of your own. Hey, why don't you call in, text in, sorry, and... Uh, you can receive this to give to a friend, a colleague at work, and uh, we want it's to give a, that to it's you. It's a
1: study Bible, and if it's done by Mark Finley, it would be a very, very yes. Yeah, so, one.
0: study Bible by Mark Finley is so a very. Would
1: thoroughly encourage anybody who's listening around Australia, even if you've got a Bible, you won't regret putting yes. into this one. Yes, absolutely. If you'd
0: like a free copy of this uh, wonderful uh, New King James gift Bible with study helps in the back, all you need to do is text the code. Um SA203. That is SA203. And you need to text that to 4888 If you'd like a free copy of the Bible with the study helps, um you need to text SA203 and please text that in to 4888 and we'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. Please don't go away. We'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A. When
2: peace like a river
0: To Faith FM Drive Time Big QA. and uh, a This was That was It Is Well My Soul A wonderful hymn rendition there From Anthem Lights You're listening to yes. Faith FM Drive Time Big QA and a With myself Pastor Will And Pastor Brenton Here in the studio Our theme for This whole week Is faith more than a crutch For the week That's the theme we'll, Our team will be looking at uh, Today and this week But the question That uh, Pastor Brenton and I Are going to be looking at Specifically is What is faith And what does it mean To walk by faith Mm. And so I hope you listen in as uh, Pastor Brandon shares with us over the next few moments And I hope you listen in and uh, we'll promote the book offer uh, just towards the end of the program So Pastor Brandon, what is faith?
1: What does it mean to walk by faith? Well we could start with the biblical definition which says Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen Yes um, I think most people who read Scripture, and I'm assuming that most of our listeners are at least somewhat familiar with the Word of God, uh, they would recognize this particular text. It's from Hebrews 11, and it's the very first verse. Yep. However, I've come up with another one. A Christian author that is often quoted a lot even today, even though he's been dead for nearly 60 years, C.S. Lewis, this is what he said faith was. Faith is the art of holding on to things in spite of your changing moods and circumstances. Mm. I thought that was quite quite an interesting one. So let me illustrate with a story before we start looking at some Bible verses, both from Hebrews 11 and elsewhere. Back in the 19th century, there was a guy by the name of Blondin. Now, Blondin uh, was a tightrope walker. You've heard of him. I think so. He walked across the Niagara Falls, I forget how many times. It depends on which version of events you read as to how many. But on one of his trips across, he had gone across wheeling a wheelbarrow. He'd actually stopped in the middle and cooked an egg at one stage. Really? He'd actually gone across blindfolded. Now, all of this just with a balance bar to keep him on a piece of rope about two or three inches wide. (laughs) Now, his, um, yeah, not for you and I, not for the faint hearted, I might add. Kids don't try this at home, that's for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) But the, the long and the short of it is the more I read his story, I found a very interesting fact. And the very interesting fact is this. He had a man, um, a manager by the name of Harry Colcord. Now, he went across on one trip and he asked anybody whether they felt he could uh, wheel them across in a wheelbarrow. And, of course, one guy said, um, yes, yes, I believe, Blondon, you can do it. You could wheel someone across in the wheelbarrow. You know his answer. He yep. said, hop in the wheelbarrow. Well, the guy said, I can't risk my life like that. Now, Harry Colcord, there is actually a picture. I have showed it at church because I've used this as an yep. illustration on a PowerPoint. There is actually a picture of him going across <laughs> with his balance beam and Harry Colcord on his back. Wow. And Harry, he said to Harry Colcord, do you believe that I can carry you across? On my back. And he said, yes, I believe it. And he said, hop on. Now, he said this. He said, Harry, look up. Do not look down. Look up. And he said, when I sway, you sway. Do not try and work against me. Otherwise, we will both fall to our death. I reckon that's a very good illustration of what faith actually is. Even as you just... Mentioned the story
0: just now. Pause. My, my palms are like sweating. Yeah, because I can't imagine Seriously.
1: fifty-five being, meters to man. boiling water. That's, um, that's it, amazing. That's, that's it's remarkable. Yeah, that, that had <laughs> won your eyes just a little bit. <laughs> anyway, I think that's a good definition. But his, even though Blunden, to the best of our knowledge, was not a spiritual man, when he said, "Look up," where does faith come from? Another definition of faith is faith comes by hearing
0: and hearing by the
1: the word of God, God. Romans, in the book of Romans. However, walking by faith is interesting because in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it tells us, for we walk by faith and not by by sight. sight. Mm. And I've put in uh, my notes in brackets regarding the resurrection. Paul is talking to the Corinthian church and basically saying to them, guys, If you pass away, if you fall asleep in Jesus before he returns, don't stress it because we walk by faith, not by sight. Often you'll hear people talk about the Christian walk. And for a person who maybe is listening today and saying, what the heck is the Christian walk? The Christian walk simply means that day by day you commit yourself into the hands of God and you ask him, I do this each morning, and I guess you do too, I each day say, Lord, this is my plans for the day. I've got a Bible study with so-and-so. I'm going to visit so-and-so. But if you have other plans for me uh, that you see as being more important than the plans that I've made, please impress me. Now, we've talked on air a number of times about divine appointments. Yeah. I believe God does give divine appointments. He doesn't yeah. give divine appointments every day. Yeah. But some days he does. And some days you don't even recognize this as a yeah, divine true. appointment till you've finished it and you're on the way home, willing to you car, and you're going, hello, that was a divine appointment. Yeah. I didn't recognize it. <laughs> so here's another comment that I found particularly interesting, what is walking by faith? You need at every step the faith that works by love And purifies the soul It is essential to everyone Who is running the race for eternal life I thought that was fairly interesting And then you come down to Chapter 11 And verse 6 And of course we know the story there But without faith it is impossible to please him That's God For he who comes to God must believe That he is And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him We don't serve a God that's a passive God We've been talking about Lord Ram. What can Lord Ram do for for us? He's an image in a temple in India somewhere, worshipped by possibly billions of people. But what can he do for you? The Bible says in Hebrews 11.6, without faith it's impossible to please God. Why? And then it starts to go through. I call Hebrews 11, Will, I don't know what your thoughts on it are. Hebrews 11, I call it the pantheon of faith heroes. Wow, I like it. The the pantheon pantheon of faith faith heroes. Do you realize that in chapter 11, there are 13 different people mentioned by name? and a heap of others where it says, and I haven't got time to tell you about this one and that one and the other one and how one was stoned and another one was sawn in half and another one wandered around in sheepskins and goatskins and all the rest of it. Um, The author of Hebrews, who we believe was Paul, uh, gives a great deal of prominence to two people in in the book. They both share seven verses out of that particular chapter. The first one is Abraham. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Abraham because I actually want to look at another guy that's mentioned and hardly gets even a, a mention. And the other one is Moses. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than enjoy the treasures of Egypt. Now, I've been to Egypt. <laughs> I've seen yeah. the temples that were around in Moses' day. And i tell you what she would have had quite some pull if you didn't have a close relationship with the true God the the sheer dizziness the splendour of and the, yes I could even use the term the majesty of the temples and the carvings and things in Egypt would have turned done more than turn your head, it would have turned you a religious affiliation but Moses chose not to follow any of those things yeah. so when we say what is faith we've Demonstrated that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things yes. not seen. So in Hebrews 11, it mentions a whole heap of people. Abraham had his problems. He's known as the father of the faithful, as you know. And when you look at his history, if you, if you go to Genesis 12 and verse 2, God says to him, I want you to leave your home, I want you to leave your family, and I want you to go to a place that I will show you. Now, you can think of various people in the Bible, such as Jonah, where Jonah was told to go, but he was given very specific instructions. He was to go to Nineveh. Correct. And uh, prophesy against us or cry out against it. Abraham, by contrast, left a well-developed civilized society in Ur of the Chaldees. Yep. In fact, his father and some of his family were idol worshippers. And God called him out of that environment and said, I want you to go to a place I will show you. He didn't even know where he was going. So faith, some people listening might say faith is blind. You could take that view, however, If you have confidence in the one who's called you, namely God, you trust him that the outcome will be um, what he wants it to be. And I've written this comment in my notes because I thought it was really, really interesting. It says, It is not necessary for us to know the outcome in order to surrender ourselves fully to God. Abraham leaves there of the Chaldees he goes all up the, the fertile crescent up to Haran he spends about 20 years at Haran then he starts working his way down he ends up in the land of Canaan but no he doesn't own the land of Canaan it hasn't been given to him he's simply a stranger a sojourner in, in amongst a group of idolaters with his um, nephew Lot so you've got that particular scenario then he goes down into Egypt twice he tells lies about who his wife is Yeah. And uh, that gets him into some quite sticky situations. So the faith, I believe, what is faith? We've demonstrated what faith is. But faith is a growing experience. Now, you've told me that you go to the gym. How many times a week do you go to the gym? Probably three or four. Probably three or four. Man, you're three or four ahead of me. I need to to get back to the gym again. I used to go to the gym down in Mount Gambier three or four times a week. Um so what what happens after you've been to the gym for a while? Your strength builds up, yep. your endurance builds up. Um, you get more ripped, if I can use that particular <laughs> term. <laughs> um, so your physique develops. Your yep. well, faith develops it's like a muscle. by exercise, yeah. doesn't it? Faith has to be exercised. Yeah. I mean, this guy, Harry Colcord, would I have hopped on the back of Blondin? I don't know that I would have. But yeah. he obviously trusted this guy implicitly. Yeah. And you've got this picture of this guy on his Man. back going across the Niagara Falls. So <clears throat> the interesting point when we get before we get to the person I want to spend a little bit of time on uh-huh. is this. It says in, in Hebrews 11, Something along these lines These all died in faith And so far That's verse 13 So far we've only looked at Sarah Abraham uh, Enoch Abel And Paul says this These all died in faith Not having received the promises But having seen them afar off Were assured of them Embraced them And confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth so yeah. the Christian walk, I guess, is the Christian walk here upon this earth. But in, in the Christian walk, as we strengthen our faith, as it grows, just like you're going to the gym, yeah. as you've strengthened your um, core strength, I guess you probably do. Well, what do you do? Do you do, <laughs> do, you do weights? Do you do ca- variety of cardiac? Things. I used, to do, <laughs> I used to do bike riding. I used to really? do weights, okay. lateral pull-downs, all, all this wow. type of stuff. Okay. But anyway, what I'm saying is that in all of those things, the various things that you do are designed for yeah. one purpose. They're designed to build you up, make you stronger, make you fitter, make you sharper, make you healthier, yep. and all the rest of it. So these, these guys that are mentioned here in the first 13 verses of Hebrews 11, they didn't see the results of what they were looking for. Right. Abraham died at the age of 175. Sarah died at the age of, I think, 127. And Joseph, when he died, he gave specific instructions that when the children of Israel left Egypt to go to the promised land, they were to take his bones with them. Yeah. So that's how much he believed that that um, God was going to give the children of Israel the land of yeah. Canaan. And then then there's Abel. They mentioned Abel as well. So the one thing they all had in common is that they didn't receive what was uh, promised to them. Now, just let me ask you a question. I'm just interested in your thoughts. Sure. And for those of us who are listening on air right around Australia today.
0: By the way, Pastor Brendan, I just want to quickly shout out. There's uh, Sophia churning in today. Sophia Yeah, she's, um, she's texted me for Shout the Shout out to Sophia And she says, uh, great show And so we just wanted to acknowledge Sophia watch, uh, Listening in, God bless you Sophia We hope you're enjoying the show today
1: Thank you, yeah, Sophia Go ahead, Pastor Brandon Yeah So here we, here we have a situation where these guys haven't received Yeah What they were looking for It actually uses the term that I read It said they, they didn't receive the promise They saw it from afar Now, I don't believe that they had um, night vision goggles in those days. I believe it's talking about spiritual eyesight. Even though they couldn't see physically the outcome here on this earth, their spiritual eyesight focused so far ahead that they could see the promised reward. The promised reward was the heavenly kingdom, not the earthly kingdom. Correct. What's your thoughts on it? On the... When... You really believe something is going to happen. You have faith to believe it happen- yes. happened. Yes. How does it feel if it doesn't appear to happen in the time frame that you think right. that it should happen? Maybe that's a better way of describing yeah. it.
0: A good <clears throat> question, Pastor Brennan. Well, I think that's why faith is what it is. Mm. And to me, it's very simple. Faith is, it, the word I have in my mind right now is trusting. Trusting. So, I like that. So faith, <laughs> so the question we're looking at, what is faith, to me it's about a relationship with God. Yes. And so, like any relationship, like you and I and our fellow colleagues uh, in our drive time team, whoever your spouse, your children, um, it takes time to build a relationship. And so, sometimes when people think about God and they're wondering, uh, is God real, or they're wanting to maybe pursue this journey of knowing about God, studying the Bible, yes. if people don't get that immediate. I guess, answer to their prayers, or they don't see a miracle take place where well, they immediately just say, well, there you go. God is not real. I tried it. I called out to God. He didn't answer my prayer. And so th- that's about it. I'm leaving Christianity behind. Good thought.
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen that personally? Yeah, yeah, have, many times. Have you actually been involved with people who appear to be saying, yes, I've got the faith, Lord, and then when it doesn't happen in the time frame, and I'm being specific now, I'm talking about the time frame. Yeah. Within the time frame that they want it to happen, they go, well, what's sort all of to God to you? So yeah. He's pretty um, impotent. The honest truth is I think that all of us, and
0: myself included, Pastor Brennan, go through, I guess, varying degrees of distrust so we're going through things, and even as pastors, even as fellow Christians,, sure. and we're asking God to come through we're asking Him to answer our prayer at the exact time and the way and the manner in which we desire that that prayer to be answered. in fact, i'll tell you a quick story Pastor sure. bre this this may allude a little okay. bit to what I'm saying. Mm. I was listening to um a fellow colleague in ministry he 's an Adventist pastor over in the United States, and he shared the story. he was actually sharing it in a message of his uh, a little while back where. Um, essentially, um, his daughter was in very critical condition. Whoa. She was in the hospital. She no. was basically, she was almost, you know, in her last hours yeah. actually. Right. So he tells the story. This is a pastor, a man who preaches the Bible, that he called his elders and his deacons, his leadership team, into the hospital. And he specifically said to them, Pastor Brandon, he said, Look, I'm praying that my daughter's going to get through this. If you don't have any faith that she's going to survive this, I need you to leave right now. And so he made it very clear: yes. if you don't believe that my yes. daughter's going to pull through, you need to leave. Right. But the crazy part of the story is, they prayed and prayed, and the, and the and the child died. And so he kind of shares in this message. I can't remember exactly word for word, but just the just what happened after that believing that God was going to hear his prayer. I mean, this guy's a pastor. This guy's a preacher. If anyone, you know, surely the God will will hear his prayer. And when God didn't
1: come through, he shares about the heartache, the misery, the grief. And And so people would be thinking being a minister here to have a hotline to God. Exactly. And so
0: I I forgot how he landed it. But the point I'm making here is, yeah, faith is what do you do when when it doesn't happen, like you said? And I think that's what faith is. You keep, faith is you
1: keep on holding on. Yeah,
0: that's and, what and, and can I add to that as well, yeah. Pastor Brandon? Mm. Um, is you add on, you, you hold on to what you 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 hang on, so to speak. But then I think what faith is so important is because, see, when you go through those times of uncertainty, that you're actually
1: you have to rely on the past experience. Yes, you do. So if you don't have that past experience... This is where historical precedents of faith that you have exercised that have been answered support you in the times when it appears as though yep. God has just sort of sat back with his arms folded and said, yep. not this time. And just to add to that, Pastor Brennan, yep. is
0: um <clears throat> oftentimes as pastors when we when we share the Bible with people, when we study the Bible with people, often one of the first um, I guess, things we do is we wanna we wanna show the people the 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 trustworthiness of scripture. Yes, yes, and yes, I'm yes. just reminded of uh, I think that the text is Romans fifteen verse four where uh, the Bible says that everything that was written was written for our learning, that we could have Upon hope.
1: On whom the ends of the yeah. world had come.
0: And That's I often say to people, yep. Brenton, is yes. hey, if if God could do this for Daniel, if God could do this for Moses, why not us? If God, why not us? Why not? And us? so, immediately in those initial stages with individuals, we try to say, hey, this book is filled
1: with stories of people yes. who yep. God came through for. Yes, he did. Um, The statement, I I found the full statement here, it is not necessary for us to know the results of our course of action before we surrender wholly to God. And after we've promoted our book offer again, Will, we're going to look quickly at a guy called Samson. Yes, Hey, hold on on to that thought. Okay, well, I hope you're enjoying our
0: show today, and uh, we're going to go to our book offer one more time in our uh, hour today. If you would like a free copy of the New King James Version, Gift Bible with Mark Finley Study Helps, uh, which is packed with information, studies that will help you in your journey, all you need to do is text the code SA203. Yes. Um, to the number in the studio 04888 80811 If you'd like it for yourself A friend Hey, you will be blessed by this you will. Free you Bible will. that we want to give to you SA203 That's the code You need to text that to 04888 We'll be back in just a few moments You're listening to Faith FM Drive time, BQ&A
3: Blessed assurance Jesus is mine Oh, what a far taste of glory divine. Air of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song. My say
0: Right. Anna Weatherup, you're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, bq We've got a few more minutes to go in our show today. We hope you're enjoying our program thus far. We're looking at the theme of faith what is faith? What does it mean to walk by faith? And just in the break, uh, Pastor Brennan, just also want to shout out along with Sophia, there is Margaret and Joe also yes, texting in yes. for the book offer. So shout out to both of them. Shout out to Joe and uh, Margaret, Margaret as well. Thank you. We hope that you have been enjoying our show today. So, Pastor Brennan, in the last few minutes we got, I know you wanted to talk about Solomon before.
1: No, 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 no. Samson. Solomon, no, Wrong. someone stronger than Solomon. All right, here we go. So, um, <laughs> one of your type probably went to the gym a lot. <laughs> so, walk us through how does
0: oh, this dear.
1: idea of faith relate to yeah. this very interesting character? Yeah. Samson was the son of promise. If you read Judges 13, verses 2 and 3, the angel came to Manoah and his wife, who was right. not named, and had said she was unable to have children. That he said the angel told her that you were going to have a son. He's not to drink wine or strong drink. Yeah. And you're to really look after yourself during your pregnancy until he's born. So he's basically holy from birth. He was also destined, the angel said, he will begin to deliver Israel from the Philistines, because the Philistines had Israel under their yoke at that particular point in time. His walk of faith is an interesting one. It was an up and down one. Most people know the story of Samson. He was the strongest man who ever lived physically, uh, morally not so strong. Right. Uh, He had two experiences with women, Philistine women, not women from his own culture or his own tribes, uh, the first one is not named. The second one, of course, we don't. I think you might remember many years ago, someone called Tom Jones did a song called Why, 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 Delilah. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. And, uh, Never heard of it. Yes. Delilah <laughs> is um, the name of the second woman yes. who seduced him in the sense that... Um, because he was so strong, even the Philistines couldn't subdue him. Yeah. He killed a thousand of them with the jawbone of an ass. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I mean, that's these true. guys are warriors. You're not yeah. talking about 15-year-olds, you know, bang them on the head and, the, you know, that's, yeah. that's dealt with them. These guys are warriors, and he kills a 1,000 of them. Yeah. But it does say three times, I've got it here, chapter 14, verse 6, for those who want to check it out after we're off air, chapter 14, verse 6, verse 19 and 15. Of Judges, right? Of uh, Judges. Yeah. It says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And uh, he he killed these guys, and he did all sorts of things. Can you imagine I, – I can't get my head around this. Can you imagine catching 300 foxes yep. and tying their tails together and then lighting them and setting them loose wow. in the fields of the Philistines, yeah. <laughs> utterly destroying their crops, utterly destroying yeah. them? So here was a man who – the reason I've chosen him in the brief time that we've got left is because when I look at Abraham, I go, oh, Brenton, I don't think I could ever measure up to Abraham. Moses, well, Moses was, you know, if, if you're listing a, <laughs> listing a group of people on the on the pop chart in the Bible, Moses would be, be only just below Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> you know, because he did everything. Yeah. But sometimes these people seem... Larger than Almost line. unrelatable. Yeah. But Samson, he had a lot of problems, not only women problems. He he did things, and in the yeah. end, he, he got captured, and his eyes were put out. But God looked after him all the way along. After he had killed these guys with the jawbone of an ass, he apparently was very thirsty to the degree that he was about to die, and he said, Lord... You've delivered, me, you've delivered these guys into my hand, and I've slain them, and now I'm going to die of thirst. Do you know what God did? God split a rock and brought water yeah, from it. Yeah. What does that remind you yeah. of? Reminds you of the children of Israel yeah. on their journey through the wilderness from Egypt through to the land of Canaan. So this is Samson. He was betrayed for money. Who else do we know that was betrayed for yeah. money? Except in this case, the lords of the Philistines came to Delilah and they said, if you can get the secret of his strength out of him, we'll give you a thousand pieces of silver each. So eventually he sacrificed himself by pulling the pillars of the temple after they put his eyes out and he killed 3,000 people. He killed more people at the end of his life than he did during his life anyway Hebrews 11 39 and 40 says this all these having obtained a good testimony through faith and that includes Samson why would he be included in the faith chapter are we going to see him in heaven yes I believe we are they did not receive the promise God had providing something God having provided something better for them that they should not be made perfect apart from us we're all going to heaven together in summary I've put the faith demonstrated by these faithful men and women—there are women mentioned in this group too—in all ages means we inherit the kingdom of God together, not at different times. Now that I find that particularly interesting—that yeah, yeah. that's going to going to happen. Then I found this statement, what I want to share with our listeners. I've put down how are we to practice the walk by faith. Okay, and this is the statement. We are to go about our business believing that God will do just what he has said he will do and that the blessings we have prayed for will come to us when we most need them. I've mm. bolded that out in when my we notes here. Yeah. When we most need them. Yes. That's, that's what um, <clears throat> it means. And there's a statement that you and I both know, consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this yes. your very first work lay all your plans before him to be taken up or set aside as his providence may direct. By doing this, you will be putting yourself into the hands of God every day Yes, and your Christian life will grow. Now I'm not quoting exactly word for word, but I'm giving the context of, of what we're talking about, Will. So the walk by faith is a steady walk. It's a constant walk. It's not based on outcomes. Yes. Not on outcomes. It's based on the fact that God will... Answer when he sees best and in the way that he sees best. But we can also claim the promise ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I think that's a good place where we can appeal to our listeners today to put their lives in the hand of God because he has, he can do everything that he's promised he will do. It's not based on God's incapacity to do it, it's based on our lack of faith. To accept that he will do what he has promised, he said he will do. So
0: I'm loving um, as we wrap up just in in just a couple of minutes, Pastor Brendan. um, What would you say to someone who's listening today, and um, you know they're they're intrigued, they're curious, they they're wanting uh, to actually have a a real relationship with God. They want to they're pursuing God. That's they're listening Mm -hmm. today. What would maybe be some closing? Words of advice for our listeners out today. Obviously, we have many Christians who tune in, but maybe there's also some who are just by chance are listening at this very hour who may not call themselves religious
1: or Christian. It could be. I would say this. I would say to those who are Christians, use history as a guide. Where has God helped you in the past? Where have you demonstrated faith in the past? And God has rewarded that faith, answered that faith. To those who perhaps don't know God as a friend at this particular point in time, my comment there would be in order to have that faith, you firstly have to know God, not in the sense that you need to know him intimately. You need to understand his love for you by sending Jesus Christ to die for your sins and offering you eternal life. That is a good starting point because if you can accept that principle, that premise then your faith can grow from yeah. there. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much, Pastor Brennan, for uh, unpacking this start of this whole thing for this week. So, to our listeners out there who've uh, stayed with us to the end of the program, I want to especially want to thank you to you, each of our loyal listeners, for tuning in today. Uh, so, please uh, continue to tune in. Uh, because tomorrow we've got our host, Pastor Ricardo and Pastor Marty, as they look at the question, is faith a crutch for the week? And so, um, <laughs> that'll be an interesting that'll one. That'll be a I very need. interesting one. There will okay. still be book offers. So please, uh, tune in, uh, spread the word, get your friends to, uh, tune in same time, um, as we go live each day, five, five PM here in Adelaide time. So our time's gone away. And as we do it to round out our program, we always like to close with this beautiful promise from the gospel of John. Chapter 14, verse 27. And Jesus says to us today, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And so on behalf of the Faith FM Drive Time team, we want to say may God richly bless you. Have an awesome week and we'll see you next time. God bless. Amen.
2: Like the roses in the rain Your love will bloom in me And bring All you're asking for Oh Lord Like the rain You cleanse my soul